Let's do this. Look at that fancy new mic of yours. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. RE20. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation. Horror. Shock. It's showtime. W-A-T-C. W-A-T-C. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? I'm great. How are all you creepos and uh, bag slappers doing out there? That's right. Creepos and bag slappers. This is episode two of Who Are These Creeps? The crossover event. That's just for our Patreon supporters. Yes. The crossover no one has asked for, literally. No one's ever asked for us to do this. I mean, I asked Vinny and he was way against it. I was sore. I was very sore about it. (laughs) He's like, I got to spend more time with you. I was like, yes. I said, can we do it in my studio at least? And you're like, nah, uh, uh, nah, not today. We're not having video today. We're just doing an audio only program. By the way, our show got taken down from YouTube. It certainly did. What the hell happened? Um, I don't know. They just said that the content was objectionable. Really? Yes. So Is someone I, ratting on us. It must be. And I'm guessing it might be the video of the dead kid in the elevator. Oh, we did show a dead child in the elevator. Oh, yeah. That was not a good choice. That could be it then, yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't find that on YouTube originally. No, I don't think I did. I think I found that on Daily Mail. Yeah, Daily Mail's the best, isn't it? Fucking I am becoming a huge fan of that website. Yeah, I go there a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of good content I go there there. a lot. (laughs) We should do a bonus show that's just called... Perusing Daily Mail. Perusing the Daily Mail. <laughs> we should just just hop on there and just find stories and talk about Hunter Biden for an hour and a half. Yeah. One yeah. of these days. It wouldn't be any worse than these true crime podcasts I tried to sort through this week for fucking coming up with this shit. All right, so let's talk about the format of the show. Let's get into it. So who are these creeps? It's a show where we combine both show formats. We are going to analyze true crime podcasts. And our goal is to bring the worst true crime podcasts we could find and then we'll let the fine people vote on who brought the worst one. Now, last, that is correct. last time I won in a landslide, because I'm good at this. This yes, is what I do. Yes, you are very good at this. This is what I'm I I'm really do. good at finding creeps. You're, you're very you're, good at analyzing you're podcasts. You're the creep guy. I'm the this podcast sucks guy. So that's why we're in my basement on my home turf, because I feel like this is kind of uh, where I'm comfortable. Well, buddy, you never win a championship if you can't play well on the road. I want you to get comfortable. I want you to get to get started. I'm not comfortable. I'm dressed like an adult today. You are. Why is that? You I got, got a court meeting later? Li- <laughs> I got a meeting later. I just want my kids back. <laughs> no, I got uh, a meeting later. How did I not recognize that you weren't wearing a pro wrestling t-shirt for once? Dude, I'm so I didn't uncomfortable. I'm like a button shirt with a collar. You look good. Oh, fuck off. It's a spring color, too. It's very uh, light green, greenish blue. It's seafoam. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, All right, so last time we did this, Vinny, we kind of went back and forth. I played some clips. You played some clips. I want to do it differently this time. I don't care. I want you to just go and present your entire podcast, and then I'll present my entire podcast. Well, you won, so you have to go first. Oh, okay. I can do that. Creep off rules. Okay. I could do that. All right, you're first. I'm going to go first. By the way, stick around at the end. We're going to do a little uh Oh, yeah, we got a scum parade. parade planned for you today. Yeah, we'll have a little scum parade at the end. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I did here, Vinny. I found a true crime podcast that sucks. Uh-huh. Hard. Really, very really hard. Really bad. Let me guess. It's hosted by women? It's, uh, no. But it's, uh, it's about 22 minutes long. Okay. And I'm just going to play the entire thing. I don't want to do that. Oh, yeah. That's what we're doing today. Oh, you lazy asshole. Get ready for it, buddy. You're going to enjoy this. Today's story features real horror. 
It took place on the night of October 31st in 1979. Is this fucking Dead Town? No, this is of Monsters and Mad Men. Of Monsters and of Mad Men. Of Monsters and Mad Men. Again, a show title that's almost impossible to find. Right. He even has an ampersand, not the word and, yeah. to make it even harder. That's him, though, isn't it? Ledford. This is our, this is our buddy, so Patty Brokenskull. Fucking true crime podcast. He, Vinny, he has more podcasts than we have episodes. I'm not even joking. I'm not exaggerating about this. Teen accepted a ride home from two men. One of whom she recognized as a customer at the restaurant where she worked. She was in the van just a few minutes before the men bound and gagged her. Over the next few hours, she would be viciously tortured and raped by both men before being murdered and dumped into the suburban backyard north of Los Angeles. And that's how he met Carly. This is Of Monsters and Mad Men. Isn't it interesting how he starts the show with the crime? Like, don't you normally, like, build up to it? Well, the way we Not do it guy. is we usually like to uh, tease before you get to the meat of the subject. Yeah, but... no, he just gets right into it. Yeah. Um, I hate this music. I hate all these podcasts this music. I gotta say, of the Patrick Michael music, this one is the coolest song. Okay. Of all the different podcasts. Where do you download it from? It might be free on Anchor. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, that drumming sounds way too good to be Chavis. It's not him. He did not create this. I can't believe that you're making me listen to this whole thing. It's going to be fun. It's going to get fun. Welcome to uh, Monsters and Mad Men. Happy to be here doing an episode for you guys. We're happy to. And the truth is, when I came across this story... I wasn't sure which toolbox killer they meant, okay? Because that's what today's episode is about, and it's about these two guys, and we're going to get into all of that shortly, but these two guys, Lawrence Bideker and Roy Norris. So when he came across the story, he wasn't sure which toolbox killer. If you Google toolbox killer... Yeah, it's those two guys. In the knowledge graph, it's Lawrence Bideker and Roy Norris. Like yeah. those are that's those are the guys. Well, there's the uh, toy box killer. Yes, correct. Well, you really know your shit. Yeah, yeah. The toy box killer is a different person. Totally different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Patty says when I heard it was the toolbox killer, I wasn't sure who it was. Right. Now these guys are known Amateur. as the toolbox killers, and I've said this four times and had to <laughs> figure out the real way that I wanted to get it out there to you guys. Mm-hmm. But it figure just it seems out. to me that this is a common name. You could figure killers. it out before you hit record. Well, he goes. It just. It, it, I just feel like it's a common name. Why? Why do you think that? It's not. It's just these guys. With killers. But I also picture these guys walking around with an actual toolbox, which is sad to see. Why? <laughs> why I, is that sad to why? see? Why? They have jobs? <laughs> Look at that guy with the toolbox. They have jobs. That guy might know a trade. How depressing. He doesn't sit in a fucking closet. <laughs> what are you going to do? Go fix something? Yeah. What are you going to go do? Make some money today? Let's get into this story. Fucking sad, man. All right, Shirley Lynette Ledford was the fifth victim of the killers Bideker and Norris. You started a little too late into the and story. And they did become the toolbox killers because of their use of the common household tools as implements of torture. Mm. The pair met in prison in San Luis Obispo in 1978. Bideker was serving time for an assault with a deadly weapon and Norris for a rape conviction. They both had extensive criminal backgrounds. They bonded over their shared hatred of women, and they began making plans for a crime spree once they were released. When we get out of here, all them women are going to pay. That's how uh, Dick Marston and I became friends, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Can I? I want to just take a second here and just point out something. This music bed, right? Oh, it's 
Okay. Ridiculous. Now, here's the thing. Do you remember when we first started the creep off? Yes. And I did the first episode during the scum parade. I had like really happy marching music. I do. It was because it was me directly mocking all of the podcasts that do this fucking shitty music bed. Yes. I thought it would be funny to have upbeat, happy marching music behind Story of Atrocity. I'm still with that. The problem with the music you picked is that it was too dynamic. So it would get real loud and then Well, quiet. and that's fine. It's, it's gone. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> I, I just want to explain people yeah. why we did that originally. Gotcha. It was to mock this. Gotcha. And there is some ridiculous music in this episode. Their goal was to kidnap, rape, and murder teenage girls of varying ages. A 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, and so on. And to Collectors. capture audio... So wait, their goal was to get one of each age, but not 12 or 20, right? They have to be teens? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Why not? Gotta get the whole set. And to capture audio-video recordings of their murders. What's audio-video? How do you capture audio-video? Um... <laughs> <laughs> He didn't learn, and he didn't. He was in jewelry class. He wasn't an AV. <laughs> he class. wasn't an AV guy. <laughs> so in your head, initially, what I'm thinking is, these fateful attractions are so fucking horrific. Hold on a second. These fateful attractions are horrific. What's a fateful attraction, Vinny? Do you know what that is? A fateful attraction. <laughs> a fateful attraction. I think that's what the universe brings two people together. It's not a thing. No, really? It's not a thing. If you, you don't say? If you Google fateful attraction, because I'm like, is that a thing? It pulls up fatal attraction. Correct. Yeah, which is which is the, the same. The opposite of what a fateful, fateful attraction would be, <laughs> right. because... was my point. <laughs> so this is where he talks about, this is fun. This is a funny point that he makes. Some of the commentary when he's not reading the story is really fantastic in this episode. So in your head, initially, what I'm thinking is, these fateful attractions are so fucking horrific. Because you know you work better in a pair. And that's the sad fucking truth, okay? <laughs> the sad truth is you work better in a pair. Yeah. You him and Trey Peacock. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's a good example truth. of it. It's the same thing. That is very you sad. You gotta have a team. Vinny and Carl. <laughs> you gotta make it work. And when you have two minds that are both so broken. Wait, are we talking about Trey and Patty still? What no, are we talking the, about? The, this time I think that was us. Okay. <laughs> they come they up have... with a wheel of consequences. <laughs> it's true. That was a bad decision. Broken. They have similar ideas in torturing and kidnapping people. You gotta you gotta somehow nip that in the butt. And that's exactly what I think is happening in prisons many a time, is the worst criminals will go there and become better criminals. It's it's the chosen way. You can choose to do this, or you can choose to be like, nah, I'm not fucking hanging out with this guy who, who's convicted. This fucking guy's ability to talk he, is not getting better. And he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it's becoming the chosen way to become a better criminal when you go to prison. Yeah, they call it going to college. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what the, the Ita Italians call it, right, Casey? It's, it's the chosen way. You can choose to do this, or you can choose to be like, nah, I'm not fucking hanging out with this guy who, who's convicted of rape. Why would I be his friend? Even if you're there for an assault. Who knows what your assault was for? <laughs> well, you would. I don't know. It's just a weird thing that they You put... would know what your assault was for. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows? 
Jones. It's probably written somewhere. I'm sure there's paperwork telling you. Yeah. But what a weird makeup up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange fucking mind this kid has. He's like, and they're in prison, and they could be in there for assault, but he doesn't want to hang out with the rapist because the rapist, you know, oh, there's a hierarchy, and I imagine that the uh, the arsonists, however, would have me at their table. I know, exactly. He's speculating on how prison works. He right. doesn't even know how the world works. He doesn't know how, like, working at a factory works or just a normal job. Uh, working. Working. He doesn't know, he doesn't working know how working like. works. Put them together. And now they get to share their collective ideas. It's he can crazy. get you a deal on a pair of headphones, though. That's true. He, know, he knows how headphones work. <laughs> the wall of headphones. Bideker was paroled in November of 1978 and began making preparations. He purchased a 1977 GMC cargo van. Nice. That he eventually calls Murder Mac. That's a fun name. Yeah. Hey, up in Murder Mac. Let's take your picture. Yeah, I Come call my here. car Big Red. I like it. Nicknames for cars is fun. <laughs> you might be you might be a serial killer. <laughs> I don't know why I invite you over to my house. Hey. Norris hey, went on to be paroled say? a few months later. <laughs> the pair met up in February of nineteen seventy nine, where they put their sadistic plans into action. For the first few months they cruised around Los Angeles doing trial runs where they stopped to talk to teenage girls and take their pictures. All right, Beck W is saying PM has been to prison. Is, is this true? I mean, maybe jail. I could see yeah, jail. Yeah, there's no, there's no way he's been to prison. Way he's been to prison. He's been in lockup, probably. Probably. Overnight, maybe yeah. a weekend. Yeah, I can imagine Stint. he threw some temper tantrum that went too far somewhere one day. Well, we know that alcohol and him don't mix well together, so I'm sure an incident occurred, an incident or two. Yeah. But uh, I don't think he's been to prison. I mean, do we do we have any proof of this, Beck W? Yeah, you are soiling the good name. <laughs> <laughs> that is libel and slender. They abducted their first victim in June of 1979. Now, it, for me, it's so weird when you hear how these got their strategy. Like Ted Bundy pretending to be injured. Anything to get them to... Put down their defenses. What's weird about that? Yeah, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's so weird that they have a strategy in order to accomplish their goals. That's so weird. You mean... <laughs> no, that's not weird at all. Having a plan that's and the not part just that, doing things at random? That's the part that's not weird, to be yeah. honest with you. And a lot of these killers were taking pictures. So you have to wonder, how many young girls didn't have a camera that they kept falling for this? To consistently be duped with the same shit? All right. How many times do you think you can murder a person? Right. That's you what I'm fucking thinking. idiot. You're consistently getting duped. Every time it's a serial killer. Why Every keep... weekend this guy picks me up. <laughs> he's got a camera and he murders and he me. And he strangles me and rapes me, ah. tortures me. I'm so stupid. I keep falling for it. And he goes, this is 1979 we're talking about. Yeah. These teenage girls don't even have a camera. Well, yeah, no shit they didn't have a camera. Yeah, thanks, Steve Jobs. <laughs> Saved you know, a lot of lives. Many... <laughs> well, by the way, Patrick comes to the same conclusion. Oh, wait, God damn wait it. I want to kill myself. Wait for it. How many guys have we seen that have easily done this exact thing where they're like, hey, I'll take your photo? Oh, I think I just heard a... A baby. I definitely heard a baby not being attended <laughs> to. Baby alert. Baby alert. Let's go back to that. Have easily done this exact Aww. thing where they're like, hey, I'll take your photo. Come back to my place. I got a studio. Blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know, Patty. How you think many? He's, you think he's used that lie? Hey, I come on back to my trailer. I have a studio. You're, you're really into true crime. Is that a common thing? Yes. Okay. Very much so. Okay. It's called, what you want to do is get people to another location. This is a serious warning to anybody. If somebody tries to get you or lure you, if you're at a party or somewhere and someone's like, hey, trying really hard to get you to go somewhere else, say no. Just don't go anywhere else with anybody ever. You know what's fascinating about you, Vinny? Wait until you hear the end of this episode. When Patrick Michael draws the same conclusion and gives the same advice, <laughs> you should be disappointed in yourself. But it's the not only it's good advice. Common sense is what, yeah. you, what you call that. Yeah. Even a broken clock. Me and old Patrick Michael. <laughs> uh, did apparently no women back then have cameras. They also all wanted to have their photo taken and didn't have the means. Fucking narcissistic women. Nothing ever changes. This is true. This is true. You tell a girl she's pretty. She will go a long way with that. Go back and show not, these girls Instagram. See how quick they jump in your car. I'm blaming this on them, but it's like... Sounds like you are. People can get so mad about technology. I'm not blaming this on them, but it's like... Yeah, you are. People yeah, can get so are. mad about technology today, but hey, the fact that everyone's so able to take a selfie, someone asking to take your picture has to... It's so many more red flags. So he's drawing the conclusion now that because people take selfies, they can no longer be abducted. And I would just say that, you know, maybe, but also like social media and stuff allows people to stalk people and track them down a lot easier. They so. can take pictures of themselves. Therefore, all stalking and kidnapping <laughs> has ceased. Problem solved. I, I must have fucking missed that fucking episode of Good Morning America when they announced that shit. Now, their first abduction victim... In, 1970, in June of 1979, was named Cindy Schaefer. She was only 16 years old. She was hitchhiking home from a church youth group meeting when the men noticed her. They offered her a ride, but she declined. Perhaps she was sensing danger, so she continued to walk towards her grandmother's house. Or maybe she was a teenager and a couple of fucking goons from jail walked up to her. In, in a van with no windows on yeah. it, by the way. The fucking murder machine. How you they doing there tonight? Praise the Lord. Uh, you want to go for riding old Murder Mac? Who <laughs> <laughs> wants to ride a Murder Mac? Uh, I don't know. Do you have like a rape wagon? Because I'd rather ride in that. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have spray painted it on the side. <laughs> he would have done better. Is that a mystery machine? It just says Murder Machine. Murder Machine. <laughs> Perhaps she was sensing danger, Perhaps. so she continued to walk towards her grandmother's house. The killers then drive the van further up the road. Park and Norris got out and pretended to be repairing the van, although he was actually just waiting for Cindy to walk by so he could snatch her from the sidewalk. The killers then drive Cindy to a fire road in the San Gabriel Mountains outside of the city. It was a place they had previously chosen as the ideal location to commit their heinous crimes. They brutally sexually assault the teenage girl and then argue about whether or not they should kill her. The Worried is always that she yes. would be able to identify them if they let her go, they decided to kill her. Smart. You know, it's Smart not, move. though. <laughs> what I find interesting here is yeah. how many of these fucking criminals, they get to this point, they rape the girl, they do everything they're going to do, and then they're like, so what do we do now? I know. How do they not have that they're like, already How did you not decide? So listen, we're going to have to kill her. You know that, right? Before we go do this. Ah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, let's put a pin in that. We'll figure <laughs> it out. We'll cross that bridge and we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> you always want to table this talk. We, we yeah. got to get to it at some point. Whitaker yeah. held her down. I want to see the minutes from that meeting. <laughs> oh, and then argue about whether or not they should kill her. 
Worried that she would be able to identify them if they let her go, they decided to kill her. Bittaker held her down while Norris tried to strangle her. But because he couldn't do it, they end up switching, and Bittaker tried instead, but he was also not able to manually strangle the girl. So they looped a wire clothes hanger around her neck and tightened it with pliers until she finally died. They dumped her body down a nearby ravine. And her remains were never found. Oh, shit! Beck W! Yeah, I'm looking at that, too. Holy shit, Beck W! All right. What are you trying to do to us? I don't know that I want to talk about this. Battery resulting in bodily injury. Victim less than 14 years old and defendant at least 18 years old. So that is an adult beating up a child. Oh, Jesus. He's 33 at this at this time. Wait. So that means he... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. I don't want to go down this I don't want to go down this road. Back. Jesus Christ. Okay, so he does know about prison. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So guess what? I take it all back. I will never have a problem making fun of this fucking kid again. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. This is going to be the most unbelievable episode behind a paywall ever. (laughs) Wow. Beck W., God bless you. Oh, Jesus. So listen, maybe don't read the name. Maybe we don't say the person's name. Maybe you just read that description there. Hold on a second. I don't know that this is this is our guy. The date of the sentencing is 2013. He's 33 years old in 2013. Does that mean he's in his 40s now? I maybe. It sure does look like him, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's odd that you'd find somebody with that name that's also a ginger. Jesus Christ. Fucking beat up a child? This is terrible. Yeah, man. Now you're on fucking notice, Carl. Good thing I'm not a child. Beck W says he's on the registry, and that's why it's his current age that's showing, not the age of the conviction. Oh, thank you, Beck W. All over this shit. So uh, this registry includes convictions for the crimes of neglect. Oh, see, I thought that this they were saying that he did this, but this is just... The registry that he's on. Yeah. That includes child. Because I saw child selling. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I don't think I need headphones when he's selling his kids now. Oh, Jesus. If that is not the case, I want to put it out there. Let's be honest. Who's buying? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing we know for sure is. So so this could have happened. So, okay, he was younger then. If this happened in 2013, if he's 33 now. So he was in his mid-20s. Yeah. You're bad at math. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That must have been the Arby's incident. Was that the Arby's incident? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do a good job closing last night. I'll fucking kill everyone. He just beat up a 12-year-old standing in line. What the fuck? Hey, can I get said the victim was under 13. Yeah, I know. Hey, uh, I asked for curly fries, not straight fries. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Animal. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you think he just rips his shirt and screams, And just starts throwing fists. God damn it. Oh, wow. Okay. Make well, your own, Frosty bitch. I'd love to know more about that at some point. But uh, he didn't have a kid that the kids can't be that old. I don't think it was his kid. Yeah. No, it wasn't his kid. But that would explain why he gets so riled up. So when you talk about child protective services. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to do this joke. 
who just did it. This is the best joke ever. Where'd it go? Oh, so the kid, this came from Chad Mulvey. Uh, so the kid chose to fight him. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> the other one would have been a lot worse. <laughs> oh, God damn it. This show has gotten so oh. derailed now. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, dude, you've been hassling this kid for how many years now? You just saw this? I might have known about it. I, I don't like to get into people's personal shit. You know, I like to make fun of their podcasting abilities. I don't really like to get into... It came into conversation naturally. It, it did. It did come up naturally. I shouldn't have questioned whether he was actually in prison before or not. Oh, I should have just let that one slide. <laughs> Jesus. We still don't know if he was fucking in prison. It's probably jail. God, wow. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's on a registry. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what that means. To not be a wedding one. Not no, not kind. the fun kind. Not the kind where they bring you gifts <laughs> that you want. <laughs> it's not an Amazon wish list. Could you imagine his registry? Just a ton of headphones. <laughs> just a list of shitty headphones. Hot wheels. <laughs> just all different oh, kinds. Okay. All right. Where were we? <sighs> Where were we in this? Let's see. What does this tell us about our two toolbox killers? They got dubbed this name simply because they, they were... <laughs> You're done, aren't you? <laughs> Don't blame me for this guy. <laughs> I got to play this next part because it's really funny. All right. Because you notice he just said that the one guy, um, it was Roy Norris, tried to choke this 16-year-old girl out. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Yeah. And then the other guy... Lawrence Bittaker had to like put a coat hanger around her neck and use pliers to choke her out. So I love uh, Patty's analysis of this. Okay. So what does this tell us about our two toolbox killers? They got dubbed this name simply because they they were so fucking poor and cheap that they they had to use random shit like a clothes hanger. Now I feel horrible for this poor girl. I mean, two guys try to strangle her and it doesn't happen. And then they put a close. That's so crazy. Like, how weak are these dudes? What the fuck? I mean, if she had an opportunity to fight back, she probably could have saved her life and just killed both of them. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, like he was there. These guys are <laughs> giant pussies. I like how he's like, and then they're so fucking poor. Yeah. They can only use household items. Like, could you imagine if he was a murderer? He just strangled people with <laughs> shitty headphone cables. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. five dollar headphone killer. That's a, that's a graduate from what he is now. Right now, he's the five dollar headphone ear rapist. That's what. And that's probably why they had to get together. They had to be a team. They weren't going to have any success by themselves. Because There's they're child, pussies. They're pussies, and your kids are crying. I they know. need to be learnt, taught discipline, Patrick. So I looked into this, Vinny. You think I'm lazy, but I am not lazy. I looked into this. Okay. The reason why Roy Norris stopped choking this girl out uh -huh. is because she made like this face at him that haunted him. Yeah. And he actually got sick. He actually felt bad about it. Yeah. Stopped choking her and like puked next to the van. You don't hear about that that often in these stories. You don't. It, it was like one of those rare things. Where you're like, oh, this guy realizes he's a monster and it kind of fucked with him for a second. 
And Patrick's turned this into, this fucking pussy can't even beat up a 16-year-old. I'll fucking kill that girl. Yeah. I can beat up a 16-year-old. Leave it to Patrick Michael <laughs> to miss the moral of the story. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and the one guy should have definitely tried to get off uh, just eating the prison food and back to regular human people food before he thought he had enough strength what to do you accomplish. think they give them in prison not normal human people food all right <laughs> what the fuck prison food the reason why he couldn't choke her out is because he was eating prison food yeah you don't get a lot of strength when all they do is give you alpo yeah have you seen people in prison they're not weak people that's all they do is well, work out i'm just gonna sit back and just let the voice of experience tell me how it yeah. really goes <laughs> okay that's a good point get off uh just eating the prison food and back to regular human people food before he thought he had enough strength to accomplish anything. So two weeks later, is that the, the sadistic killers yeah. would claim another victim. Andrea Hall was 18 and she was hitchhiking when she encountered the men. Norris hid in the back of the van while Bideker offered the young girl a ride. Once Bideker had gotten Andrea Hall into the van, he offered her a drink from the cooler. She accepted climbed into the back to retrieve it, where Norris was waiting to pounce on her. A struggle ensued, but eventually Norris was able to overcome the teenager, and she was bound and gagged. Well, I thought the guy was a pussy! What just happened? All of a sudden, now he's able to beat up teenagers and uh, get over on them. It sounds like Patrick Michael's not good at keeping a narrative. <laughs> right. They again drove to the San Gabriel Mountains, parked further down the fire road, they took turns raping Andrea Hall and forced the terrified girl to pose for Polaroid pictures. After giving her an opportunity to plead for her life, Bideker thrust an ice pick into her ear. He then flipped her over and jammed it into her other ear, stomping on the handle until it broke. Even huh. after all of that, she was still conscious and alive. So he manually strangled her to death before throwing her body down a ravine. Huh. Just wow, dude. I didn't cut this. This is how he edits his show. <clears throat> Listen to how the music stops and he goes into his commentary on it. Still conscious and alive. So he manually strangled her to death before throwing her body down a ravine. Just wow, dude. <laughs> Absolutely wow. I love this guy's commentary. The orchestra had to stop. <laughs> He's like, oh, I stopped the music to let you know that now this is my personal... Uh, information that I'm putting out there. Yes. Wow, dude. It's time for me to editorialize. <laughs> yes, I'm going to editorialize for a wow. moment. Wow. Wow, dude. Just wow. No wonder he likes Chris D'Elia so much. It's similar to like Chris D'Elia's show. He's like, oh, family guy, dude. Family guy. Dude, family guy. Funny show, dude. Dude, family guy. You're hurting my soul. Dude, this, this, this murder, heinous, man. Just heinous. Dude, this murder, heinous. Can't, can't believe heinous. That, we should do a Chris D'Elia hosting a true crime podcast. Ice pick, man. Ice pick. Heinous, man. In her ear. Heinous. Right in the ear. I was listening to I don't know what kind of that was. It was not Crystal Leo. Do your Jay Leno. It's better. Happened, but... yeah, do, you guys, do you guys see this ice pick? Do you guys see the ice pick in, in the ear? Heinous. <laughs> do you guys see this? It was like... Uh... Hey, Jay. That's a cool steam-powered car you got there. <laughs> hey, John. Get out of here. Who invited stuttering John? That was jammed into this dude's ear. And God, he was still conscious and all that shit, too. You're like, oh, man. I would be mad at my own strength. I would be mad that I didn't go down quicker. Like, take me out. I want to fall down and it just be over. You know what I mean? 
just in public. I want to trip on something and snap my neck. It's over. I don't want to fall down, snap my neck, and then be paralyzed for the next 25 years. You still- don't do either. Yeah, just look where you're going, <laughs> yeah, stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get it out and over quickly. One shot. Why one are you kid. tripping so much? But in this situation, obviously, I'm making jokes, but it's because those were jokes. <laughs> okay. These are jokes, people. I didn't realize he was making jokes. All right. It's so damn gruesome and fucking just tragic, dude. Just tragic. And it's shit like this that has made a lot of our society afraid and depressed and anxious no it's it's literally people like patrick michael who love these types of stories and do podcasts about them over and over and over again don't true crime shame me okay all afraid of a stranger even when some strangers do have your best interest in mind some do huh so what he just said was, not every stranger wants to murder you. Yeah. Not every single stranger. I mean, it seems like every stranger is a rapist, but that's actually not true, Vinny. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, <laughs> limb and say that the, uh, the number is probably higher than we think it is, but he's right. Not everybody. No, I, I love that he says some. Well, hear this again. Some strangers. Even when some strangers do have your best interest in mind. Some strangers are just nice people. Who don't want to see you die. Some, some people are just people going about their business some, in the world. Yeah, some people are don't even worry about you. They're not even concerned. Some do. But we've came too far knowing and learning. We've come too far, Patrick. We've came too far knowing and learning. It's the You have a better chance of survival if you just don't trust anyone. He is terrible. Thanks, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> His sentence structure is atrocious. Don't trust anyone, and you won't get an ice pick jammed into your skull. What? (laughs) About two months later, in September of 1979, Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris were out looking for girls yet again. They spotted Jackie Gilliam, who was 15, and Jacqueline Lee Lamp, who was 13. They were sitting at a bus stop in Hermosa Beach. The girls had been hitchhiking along the Pacific Coast Highway. They had stopped at the bus stop to take a rest, and the men off with them once again to the San Gabriel Mountains. Jackie Gilliam was sexually assaulted repeatedly, but neither men had any sexual interest in Lamp. When the killer said, Well, Lamp was 13 years old. I mean, I think that's probably a good thing. Someone just sent me someone's LinkedIn. Oh, no, really? Can I read you one sentence? Yeah, this really goes against what I stand for. Just on this one sentence. Go ahead. Yep. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> I learned quickly. I'm very reliable. I'm a team player, and I am a solo artist. <laughs> so it doesn't That's say anything a about, sentence. Doesn't say anything about prison. Nothing about prison. <laughs> Nothing about prison. Okay. But I like. I'm a team player. I'm a team player and, and a, a solo, solo artist. artist. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's the best sentence. That's the best. All right. Sorry. Oh. That's it. Stop. Doxing people. This is great. Tried. When the killers were tired of the sexual assault and tore... Somebody wrote in here, this man has been unemployed for six years. He's a professional podcaster. Even if you only have 10 or 12 downloads, you still make money with Anchor.fm. Solo artist technically is a really fancy way of saying unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> of the girls, they murdered them. 
Lee Lamp was bludgeoned to death, and Jackie Gilliam was stabbed in her ear with an ice pick. Why don't they call Jackie Gilliam's skeletal remains were... I know, there's a lot of ice pick things. The toolbox thing seemed odd to me, to be honest with you. It's like, they have a fucking rape van. Can we work that into it somewhere? (laughs) Can we work in Murder Mac somewhere? (laughs) Yeah, let's get the Murder Mac going. When Jackie Gilliam's skeletal remains were recovered months later, pieces of the ice pick were still lodged in her skull. So this situation is a little different than the the first couple, where Eh. these girls actually, I guess, were looking for the ride. They needed this ride, and they accepted it, not knowing that these are bad guys. It's a free ride! And that's kind of another reason that the world is not so safe, because even if in your head you think everyone has good intentions... (laughs) You're bad with lyrics. Wait, it's a a free ride when you're already there, isn't it? It's a free ride when you've already paid. No, it's a free ride when you're already there. It's a free ride when you've already paid. All right, now I'm looking it up. Now now we got... What's the bet? (laughs) What's the bet? I already have too many things going on. Drive to Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Try math. What do you want to do? <laughs> Podcast on math. Uh, are we really looking up the lyrics of this song? Fuck yeah, I'm looking up the lyrics. No, I'm not going to look up the lyrics. I'm just going to play it's it. It's like a free ride when you've already paid. What are you doing? Oh, fuck off. All right. <laughs> but why oh. would you Why would you have paid if it's a free ride? It's a free ride. They give you a free ride, but you already paid. You got Who'd it's you pay? It's that it's not free. It doesn't make any sense. You and Alanis do not understand irony. <laughs> no, we definitely. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. All right. You got me there. Where were we? Here, there, and everywhere. Get yourself caught up because too many times it's worked out for you. Too many times you did get in that car, you did get to where you were going, and you did that safely. But all it takes is that one time. All it takes is that one time for everything to flip. And you're like, holy shit, this guy's face totally changed. The friendly demeanor he once had that swayed you to get into the car is gone. And now all you see is a monster in front of you. And you're unprepared. But again... Unlike in horror movies, the bad guy in real life just looks like a regular guy in most cases. What is he talking about right here? So he's Uh, saying that sometimes you get free rides and it's fine. No one tries to kill you. And then other times it's not fine. They do try to kill you. And sometimes they look like monsters. And other times they don't. They look friendly. Everyone could possibly kill you. It's a good rule. Great advice. Great advice. But surely Lynette Ledford would be the last teenage girl to lose her life at the hands of Bitteker and Norris. She was picked up on Halloween night in 1979. All right, let's fast forward through this one. Ledford's torture. You got it. it. Encouragement. But all the wrong kind. Both of them are. And like I said, this is a fatal attraction. These are two dudes that... That's not what you said. You said it was a fateful <laughs> attraction. And he's talking about these two guys uniting in prison. And he says, is that a fatal attraction? Is it a fatal attraction when you're attracted to someone who will kill you? Yes. Not when you like meet up with another guy who also wants to kill people. Yes. <laughs> actually signs his letters, Pliers Bitteker, demonstrating his complete lack of remorse for his horrific crimes. So what a giant piece of garbage both of them are and like i said this is a fatal attraction these are two dudes that (laughs) never should have met 
would that have stopped them from committing these crimes solo? I doubt it. Well, then what's, the, what's the difference then? Also, he goes, this is a terrible thing that happens. These these people go to prison and they meet up with other murderers and uh, convicts that are in there. What's the alternative? What does he want to do? What does Patrick Michael want to do? Uh, I think he's doing what he wants to do. <laughs> but did it make them more willing to go through with it? Yeah. They had a guy. They had a partner. Somebody saying, hey, man, let's do this. You got it. You got it. Encouragement. But all the wrong kind. <laughs> Norris actually went on to confide in an old prison buddy named Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson? That's Telling the one. Telling him details of or look sharp, Joe assaults, Jackson. sexual assaults and murders he committed with Bideker. Jackson believed these to be tall tales until Shirley Lynette Ledford's body was discovered. After Joe Jackson tipped them off, the surviving victims were able to positively identify yeah, right. Bideker's trial would last for about a month. Would he have been so... I thought when he said uh, Norris, and Norris would go on to, I swear to God, I thought he was saying, Norris would go on to run the soundboard for the king of all media. <laughs> Turning ooh, on their cellmates or whatever. But again, what else do you have to talk Fuck about? You! So he's going to share these details, but I am curious about him. You know, would he have went through it helping them identify this guy if he didn't have his own kids. I love the speculator. But Jesus the fact that they have Christ. audio of Shirley's death, which they said was on a quiet street, what's that mean? No houses, minimal cars, or a neighborhood? It means no houses. Yeah. They were telling her to scream. They yeah. were getting audio of, of her screaming as they yeah. were torturing her. It means no houses. Yeah. He's like, what does that mean? Was it a neighborhood? Because if they are making her scream, it just makes you wonder, how did nobody hear that? Because there was no one around. They went to a place where there was no one around. I didn't even wonder for a second. I, I just assumed. didn't wonder for a second. Yeah. And then the 500 photos. It's just, it's, it's a scary thing to see, mm -hmm. especially for the investigators, because they have to be like, well, are these people still alive? And then imagine finding out that you were one of the photos they had, but you're fine. Because in your head, you were like, oh, I just got my picture taken, and I went home. Whereas some of these other ones didn't have the same outcome. There's the music. A 17-minute segment of the audio tape of Shirley's torture was played for the jury at Lawrence Bittaker's trial. The recording was so graphic and disturbing that several jurors cried while listening, and some spectators ran out of the room. And everyone else was a monster. <laughs> Only several of them cried during it. The other ones were like, I've heard worse. <laughs> I've heard worse torture than that. In February of 1981, Lawrence Bittaker was found guilty of five counts of murder, as well as many other crimes, including kidnapping and rape. He was sentenced to death and sent to San Quentin, where he remains to this day. From his cell on death row, Bittaker passed his time filing dozens of lawsuits, including one in which he sued the prison for serving him a broken cookie. As a result of these frivolous lawsuits, he was designated that he can no longer file lawsuits without permission from a lawyer or a judge. These Kay. days he keeps busy making custom greeting cards and writing his memoir. In exchange for his testimony, Roy Norris... 
do we need to have the creepy music still going? No. These days he's writing greeting cards and drawing pictures all day. <laughs> you know, I love how when we do the creep off, you give me shit for going on too long. Oh my god. It annoys the shit out of me. Too many details. I yeah. just don't care. And this is what I'm listening to. Forty five years to life in prison. Alright, let me just get to the part he's where he plugs all of his other podcasts. San Diego. Both men have been in prison more than twice as long as any of their victims lived. No way he did that math on his own. Yep. Agreed. No way he did that. <laughs> and that is our of Monsters and Mad Men episode. This being the monsters part. They're also Mad Men. Both, you know, it's essentially encompassing everything that it, this podcast is about. I, I was not expecting the story, guys. I was not expecting to go through and find that these these guys are just so vicious the the name toolbox killer should be different it should it's not uh, it, that's not even the foundation of what they were doing oh my god it's gosh, so much more up. fucked up he wasn't expecting this story what is he doing what is he expecting what the fuck and is audio he doing recordings and what have you but again He's the it god goes tool, back to yeah we can only get so mad at technology <laughs> But in a lot of ways, I would say it's helped these numbers of random killings go down. Or abductions, kidnappings, things of that nature. You would think. You would think that technology has helped it go down, but who knows? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but (laughs) you can say that if you need an Uber, you need a ride, you don't have to just go in some random stranger's car... Somebody wants to take a picture of you. You can say, no, thanks. I'll have Thank a you. picture Thank done you. on my own phone. I can handle that. Mm-hmm. I have a selfie stick. And then... Oh, a little patty joke right there. He's got, oh, I got a selfie stick. Can't abduct me. <laughs> Catch me if you can. I got a selfie stick. Uh, I'm the selfie stick man. You can't kidnap or rape me. <laughs> Look at me taking my own pictures of myself. Yep. Don't need you. It does take away our ability to exchange thoughts and looks, I guess you'd say, with strangers. Hey, honey, if you're going out dressed like that, take the selfie stick. (laughs) Because, like I said before, these situations have only made it harder for us to accept a stranger being genuine. It's a lot harder to let people in these days because you never know who has nefarious intentions. But thank you guys so much. Did he say nefarious? I think he just said nefarious. And I was debating in my head, should I make fun of anyone for mispronouncing a word? No, I got and it. I, went, I got it. it. Fuck I got it. I'll it. do it anyway. <laughs> much for listening. Patreon.com slash podculture. $3. Help support the show. Keep this thing cooking. Uh, go support Trey Peacock. You heard him on the last episode. Trey I. Peacock on Instagram. I do vocal covers at Dr. Broken Skull on Instagram, as well as One Minute Metal on YouTube and TikTok. You can also check out the other projects from me and Trey. Uh, Weird Life, Dude Wears My Jokes, and his his hosted show that I produce called Peacock Party Podcast. It's still not out yet! He's been promoting this thing for months. It doesn't exist. You think that... You said Trey Peacock's a lot younger than him? Yeah. What if Trey Peacock is a kid he beat up? <laughs> <laughs> What Don't forget if, about D- <laughs> what, if, what if 
Hold on. Hear me out here. <laughs> he's so happy with himself what right now. What's the reason why Trey Peacock calls him Patty Broken Skulls? Is that <laughs> That's what he did to him. You might be onto something <laughs> there. Patty broke my skull. <laughs> Patty broke my skull. It just got short to broken skull. <laughs> Is that why he talks like that? Is that why Trey Peacock talks like that? It might be. Got his head smashed in when he was uh, 12 years old. Help an origin story. <laughs> an origin all story. He was the, all he wanted was the curly fries. <laughs> I mean, he ordered the curly fries. He expected to get the curly fries. <laughs> you party. Briefcase. All right. I'm doing a lot of stuff. And that $3 goes a long way. Goes right back into this content. But until then, <laughs> how, does, how does the three dollars go into his content? What's he talking about? All right, Vinny, that's what I had for uh, for today. Oh of, fuck me, this is gonna be hard to beat. Of monsters and madmen from our buddy Patty Broken Skull. Now, Carl. Lately, I've been telling you this piece of advice. I said, you know how women really, really love true crime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that women love it a lot? I did know that, yeah. Did you know that Marie Claire and Cosmo both had a category for top true crime podcasts? Of course they did. And for oh. 2021, okay. the winner was Killer Queens. Oh, boy. A true crime podcast. Now, ladies so, and gentlemen. Two women hosting. Yep. I'm going to guess they're best friends in real life. Sisters, in oh, fact. Sisters. Okay, even better. Yep. Um, let me just make a couple more bold predictions sure. here. I'm going to say that they're reading the internet to each other. Nope. Oh, interesting. Is there, nope, is nope, there nope, wine involved? No, these, these two. Here's what's interesting about these two. Okay. These two are actually successful podcasters. Well, right. If they have about 1,700 patrons on their Patreon account, okay. which is pretty good. Pretty good. And uh, let me describe to you uh, how they describe their podcast. Okay. That'd be great. It's a light true crime podcast with killer 90s references and Southern sass. Discussing cases from the infamous <laughs> to obscure in a way that feels like you're chatting with your besties. Oh, I hate that. If you love true crime and 90s references. <laughs> Get it with the 90s references. You found your podcast. Now there's another description underneath that. Okay. We've taken our shared love of true crime and the 90s. And then in parentheses, Spice Girls, Clueless, Friends Quotes, Lisa Frank stickers, and combine them... <laughs> To make a light true crime podcast with killer '90s references. Jesus Christ! Again with the with the references. So these people have their growth is stunted. Correct. They want to make sure you understand that we want you to feel like you're sitting around a table with your best friend uh... talking about your favorite cases. We don't investigate. We just recap the cases and say out loud what you've always been thinking. Wait, they're just recapping the cases. Yeah. So why, how is that saying out loud what I've been thinking? Isn't that two opposite things? Oh, Carl, you'll see. I actually have some reviews here from the listeners. Okay. Uh, this one came from Nickel85. I love the banter between the ladies. Reminds me of me and my best friend. <laughs> God damn it. And, and the, I love the 90s references. <laughs> and the not so PC realness of the 90s and the 2000s throwbacks and references. Oh Keep God. it up, ladies. Oh, my God. So people are just programmed to repeat back to them what they've been told. Amy Doke on iTunes, it's like listening to my besties as they talk about cases. Jesus. I can enjoy my obsession of letter candy 90s and true crime. This cast makes it easy to listen. Uh, hear facts and be a part of the discussion. Stay golden, girls. Oh, that's the 80s. Yeah. 
Uh, and then last, we'll read one more for you. Will Miss Cupcake says, I actually stumbled across this podcast on a different platform, and they hooked me right in. Like, I feel like I'm just hanging out with my people talking about cases. <laughs> that's how, so that's what they really want you to know. All if three of those. your friends. All three of those reviews are on the front page of their website. Of course. I, I think that needed to be pointed out. Wow. Now, uh, I gotta Carl. Look this up. I got to look up Killer Queens. Oh, here's a picture of their cover. Doesn't that look nice? Oh, it's very 90s looking. It's very, like, there's a boom box. No murder or anything. There's a pair of headphones. Okay. Yeah, it kind of looks like Saved by the Bell or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of what they're going for, as you can tell. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the show. I'm going to play you the opening of this, Carl. I want you to give this a listen. Tell me you wouldn't just be sucked into this. Hello, and welcome to Killer Queens, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Torella. And I'm your better, prettier, younger host, Tori. We're sisters who are obsessed with true crime and love gal palin with you about cases. You can expect the occasional curse word, lots of friends quotes, and all the 90s nostalgia. To get in on the conversation, check us out at killerqueenspodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at killerqueenspodcast. So all the shit, like this is high energy, right? This is actually very different than most of the podcasts I've listened to. I, I was going to say the same thing. The thing that I, I have to give them credit for is they've gone with something and they're sticking to it. Like, yeah. this is the lane that we're in. We will not veer off this lane. Right. We will talk about the show Friends and we will be your bestie. And we'll talk about murders. <laughs> now, Carl, let's yeah. hear a little bit more about our host. I pulled this clip from later in the show while they were doing a commercial read. And this... uh also kind of explains these two. We both suffer from anxiety and have experienced bouts of depression. And literally, like, one of the things I'm most thankful for in my entire life is therapy. Oh, my God. Can I get an amen? Exactly. Yeah. So we're anxiety cases. We need therapy. And it's always the women who consume nothing but horrific information all day long, every day, they love true crime. And they're like, but also I suffer from anxiety. You you want to know why? <laughs> Do you want to know why? The ice pick killer's why. Go back to watching Friends. Here's a little bit more about, uh, I believe this is the younger sister. <laughs> In my skinny jeans. I'm wearing skinny jeans. And I have a side part. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I'm 35. God. Oh, geez. That is yucky. Do these chicks think they're hot? Yes. I get the sense they think they're hot because their little glamour photo on the front page of their website tells me that they're they're feeling it. They're, oh, they're they, pretty done up. They definitely think there's something else. Now, Carl, they came out of the gate really, really excited for this episode. Now, I only listened to one episode, their most recent, okay. and it was part one about a subject that I know quite a bit about. So this was exciting for me to listen to it. Listen to how excited they are to take on this crazy 90s case. I'm so excited. I'm so ready to talk about this. I'm ready, too. I, You were not ready. I wasn't ready. I was just telling Tori this before we started recording. This is a case that I was just like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's just not that I don't care. It's just there's some cases that grab you, some cases that just don't grab you as much. She's talking about the murder slash suicide of Kurt Cobain. Well, you say murder slash. It has to be one or the other. Yeah. Well, it's, it's debated. Do you have an opinion on this one? Oh, God. They fucking pumped him full of heroin and fucking shot him in the head. Okay. Well, I, dude, I, his, 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 I will just say this. 
from everything I've read, yeah. the amount of heroin in this man's body at the time that he died, yeah. he ain't lifted up shit. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay, that's all I'm just going to say. Yeah. He's not doing anything but sitting there and going, oh, yeah. that's what he was doing his last moments. So I can't even believe. He probably had a tolerance, though, too. I, I just don't understand why these two girls would do this topic if one of them is not interested in I it I thought it was all. funny that the one girl called out her sister right at the very beginning. She's like, yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm like, no, you're not. You yeah. just told me you don't even give a fuck. She's like, all right, we have to talk about this on the show? Well, I was going to pretend to be interested in it. You know how you said earlier that it's like two girls reading the internet? Yes. It's very close, but I said no. And you here's technically no. you why. Sh- you shut me down on that one. Here's technically why. Okay. Because, Carl, they have people who work for them to do the work. Oh, good. All right, so special thanks to Madison for writing this episode. And thanks to Mark for putting his two cents in. I know he's very interested as well. So Madison and Mark did all the work on this episode. They write the episode for them? Now, if you go, you're on their website, right? I am. Go down to read more. There's a thing for read more on that episode. And tell me what comes up. The entire, go down. Oh, it's all transcribed. The entire script of the oh. episode. Now, this is not their dialogue. This is what they read. So you could read along with whatever the fuck they're doing. So that somebody, is all the information. Somebody writes up like an article. Yep. And then they just read it? Yes. Now That's not what a show is, Vinny. That's not how you do a show. Now, Carl, <laughs> I'm going to give you an example of these two when they're on script, okay? Okay. Here's on script. Kurt was magnetic with his bright blonde hair and blue eyes. People loved being around him. He was also so kind. He was always worrying about others. And he started singing and playing guitar and drawing as a young child. Your his Aunt Mary, Frank. who gave him his first guitar. So you could tell, right? She's reading. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, now, I would like you to compelling. hear these dynamic personalities when they're off script, okay. ladies and gentlemen. And I actually think, I think like the couch that he stayed on, it was like he would stay there for like a week at a time and then like, you know, a couple weeks and a month. And then I think at one point he was there for a, the better part of a year. Yeah, that's what they said. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like for his parents to not be like, hey. Where are Everything you? Everything okay? Yeah. Like, is he wearing out his welcome? You know, like anything. Like, yeah. just no contact. It, it kind of seems like they were just like, okay, as long as he's not bothering us, we're fine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. If this, That's, was my, if this is what my friend sounded like, I would kill myself. Right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this show. I don't know anyone who talks like that. Is a mixture between the on script and the off script. Oh, boy. One from back, one to the other. But it's also broken up by... An amazing amount of non-energy at times. Mm. Listen to this sentence, Carl. Listen to this reaction. You're trying to tell the story. These people wrote the whole thing for you. And your job is to sell it. You're got to be the host. Listen to this. And then one month later, Kurt Cobain was dead. Oh, my gosh. Like, W-T-A-F. Mm-hmm. You know? That's insane. Did she just find out about this just now? <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, Kurt Cobain, like the main guy we've been talking about this whole time? Yeah. He, he was dead? Yeah. They found him dead? No, Carl, <laughs> this show is so fucking bad. Oh, that's terrible. And it's doing, and it, it has so many listeners, it drives me crazy. Yeah. But I want you to hear the kind of 90s talk. Oh, yeah, I want to hear now, some 90s now listen, references. Here, here, let, let's hear them talk about their opinion on Nirvana. And this one, I was not a big Nirvana fan. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> like if it's not know. Celine she doesn't want to hear it. Exactly. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. If it's not Celine Dion? I don't know if she meant to say Selena or Celine Dion. Either way, terrible choices. <laughs> Correct. 
Now, here's them also talking about... By the way, I'm, I'm not surprised that these two are not Nirvana fans. Right. Well, you... I'm just saying, you're talking about this, and you're going about the 90s, and you're talking about grunge music and stuff yeah. like this. Listen to what they took away okay. about the great masterpiece that was Nevermind. Nirvana and Kurt Cobain became household names across the world, and grunge rock began to take over. I will say, the name Nevermind of that album made me believe for a very long time that Nevermind was just one word. Is it not? No, I think it's two <laughs> words. So now I gotta look. I think every time I try to type it as one word, it like autocorrects it for me. I thought it was one word. Like, oh, never mind. Oh. No, it says it's it's wrong. And you can do a, a dash They're or you the can worst. like a hyphen or you can do two words. It is not one. <laughs> Carl's rubbing his temples. Right, well, the more you know. Exactly. I don't know why I thought it was one word because I never going. listened to Nirvana. So I don't know. How bad is this? Who fucking cares? <laughs> Why did they entertain that subject matter? For at all. Why is it still at maybe The you one have... woman should have been like, whatever. I don't care what you thought about the word never mind. Carl, the fact that they left it in. Uh, and they have people working for them doing things and they still left it in. This blows is the my part, mind. This is the part that I don't understand about podcasting, and I'll admit that, is people like to listen to people who are just rambling about nonsense because it makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah. Because they're also morons who ramble about nonsense to people. They're like, oh, I'm not the only person who rambles about nonsense. Maybe I have some stuff I can repeat to other people. Oh, I'm going to tell them about my experience with the word never mind. Now, laugh at this, Carl. Okay. Uh, this is them talking about when Kurt met his famous, famous bass player in Nirvana. Okay. He met Chris Novoselic? Yes. He met Chris Novoselic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, his name is... Chris Novoselic. Yes, Chris Novoselic is his name, not Chris Novoselic. Now, don't you two... think that if you were going to do this podcast, you would maybe figure out how to pronounce the guy's name? Yeah, he was 50, one 50 third of the fucking band. Yeah, but they didn't care about the band. They okay. didn't care about doing the story. They didn't care about anything. All right. But they do love their 90s stuff. Now, Carl... Here is an example of this, <laughs> of these girls' humor. Mm. I got to tell you, it's refreshing. Wendy worried about how energetic her son was. He was full of energy and always busy jumping off things and knocking things over. Sounds like he had a little bit of house cat in him. <laughs> Just knocking shit off the table. I was like, oh, were you going to drink this water? Not anymore. <laughs> exactly. Of course these women have fucking cats. <laughs> of course they do. You know they both own multiple cats. Now, Carl, these two are just funny. Okay. These two are just really a trip. And this is what people like about them. This is what makes you feel like you're sitting with your besties. Wait to hear this. This is going to crack you up. Kurt smoked a little bit of the ganj when he was in high school. In high school, Kurt discovered marijuana. Marijuana cigarettes, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. he, I bet he inhaled. I, uh, yes, I'm sure he did. How many pots have you smoked? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many pots have you smoked? Fucking the kill fuck me. The fuck are they talking about? Exactly. And why are they making an in... Oh, because it's 90s. Yeah. The inhale reference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Carl, they also... This show is filled with pearls of wisdom like this. Okay. What is the thing that you say? There's... I say it all of the time. It's Adita Von T's quote, and she said, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach, and there's always going to be somebody that don't like peaches. 
That's right. You can get the wisdom of Dita Von Teese <laughs> on this fucking show, ladies and gentlemen. The fountainhead oh. of knowledge that is Dita Von Teese. <laughs> fucking idiots. Now, uh, I like how this girl does an imitation to you. I'm sorry. Anybody who believes that children should be seen and not heard has never been around a child. <laughs> they are loud. Yeah, they're loud. Thanks a lot, Carl. Oof. That's a hot take. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm keeping that one. That, now, ladies and gentlemen. That's a pretty good drop right there. This show is so fucking bad. That I have basically given you exactly what this show is, but here's the deal. They didn't finish the story. They made it into a two-parter. Even oh. though all they did was tell you he was dead, tell you he was dead, bitch about Courtney Love. They call her all sorts of names. And ladies and gentlemen, they can't finish the episode. Yeah, so we're going to get to the events, you know, that transpire between that month and the investigation, but we cannot do that today. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. And our hands are tied. We have to do that next time. Because nobody wrote the story for <laughs> them yet. <laughs> they don't have the script Because they don't have a script Our yet. hands are tied. We can't do it. Yeah. It's now, impossible. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what would a bonus episode be without a supercut? Mm. I am going to give you an exact example of what listening to this entire show was like. And I listened to the entire one-hour episode of this, hoping to hear something new or interesting. And this is all I heard. Like, like, and then like, like, be like, hey, she's like, and he's like, and I was like, it seems like they were just like, but like, blah, blah, blah. it's like, and um, I'm like, listen, blah. like, like, mm-hmm. like, like, it's like, it's like, 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 it's like, 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 I mean, come on, like, like, I have no idea what's happening. Like, I literally had no idea. And I- oh, no! <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> I fucking hate this show. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all heard about Patrick Michael. Y'all know the story of Patrick Michael, but I would tell you that the Killer Queens... We didn't know the story. (laughs) Oh, true. The Killer Queens are a far more egregious podcast than Patrick Michael trying to do another same thing he always does. These two are being successful, and they have idiots working for them. So vote for of Monsters and Mad Men. I believe you should vote for Killer Queens, ladies right. and gentlemen. Well, we're going to put this up on Patreon. We'll put it on both of our Patreons. Yeah. So people can go and vote. Absolutely. For who they thought brought the worst true crime show. Minnie, we could do this forever, I feel like. This crossover, there's so many bad true crime podcasts. I mean. And they just new ones every day. This thing blew my mind listening to it today. And I was like, I like true crime. I find the story of what happened to Kurt Cobain interesting. Yeah. And they, they quote. A million sources. When you go on that website, there's like five. Fi- I mean, there was probably two rows of ten, so like twenty different sources that they have okay. for this. Well researched. I did not hear one goddamn fact of this whole thing. I unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Killer queens. And it took him an hour. Yeah. And they couldn't tell the whole story. Yep. Seven, almost seventeen hundred patrons. Well, you know, Kirk Cobain uh, discovered marijuana when he was in high school. How many pots have you smoked? pretty bad all right in baby. high school kurt discovered marijuana marijuana cigarettes i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> hey carl yes Vinny. it would be a crossover if we uh didn't get a little bit of the creep off in here would it let's do a little bit of creep offing yeah shall we We just did the watp part of the crossover sure. let's switch that over let's switch some gears hit the music watch out for the
For you uninitiated WATPers, this is a little segment we like to call the Scum Parade, where we talk about the dumbest pieces of shit <laughs> walking the earth this yeah. week. Uh, we're going to start in Georgia. An out-of-control Georgia man is facing federal charges for allegedly causing a disturbance aboard a Delta flight, Authority said. Stephen Duncan caused a disturbance on Atlanta-bound Delta flight number 1730, forcing the flight to be diverted to Oklahoma City. Now, according to police... Duncan was out of control during the, quote, frightening situation. Duncan told flight attendants that he was seated next to a terrorist and he tried to get this guy in trouble. <laughs> then he got up and found the loudspeaker on the plate. It was like, we're being hijacked. Yeah, he started. He's a Delta employee. So yeah. He knows how this stuff works. That's the, you bury the lead. The guy actually is a Delta employee who lost his fucking mind on a plane. Well, I want to just tell him, and I want everyone to remember this, that yes, all terrorists are Muslims, but not all Muslims are terrorists. And That's, I think, where he was getting confused here. Yes. Because he was convinced the guy who was just sitting next to him was going to take the plane down. And in fact, he's the guy who took the plane down. Yes. Now, <laughs> when he goes and tries to get a hold of the loudspeaker, the stewards are like trying to stop him. And yeah. like one of them's like, Steven, we've worked together, buddy. Could you <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he's a terrorist. He's going to kill us all. Ah! And I mean, he's losing his mind. He starts throwing punches. He's biting. He choked out one of the stewardesses. Oh, yeah. They, people had to get involved. Passengers had to get involved. No air marshal. If there was an air marshal, they would have shot him in the head. It would have been done with. Yeah. But uh, they got to bring alcohol back to these pl these flights. Yeah, oh I mean, God. people need to calm the fuck down. Weed is legal, dude. Yeah, ha have a <laughs> vodka tonic and calm the fuck down. Yeah. Buddy. When uh, two crew members attempted to stop Duncan, like I said, he assaulted them. Several crew members and passengers eventually subdued him. According to court documents, Duncan was charged in federal court with one count of interference with a flight crew. Members and attendants in connection to the incident last Friday uh, all are going to be testifying. So he's in trouble. He's in big trouble and probably isn't going back to work soon. I'm going to guess. How pissed off would you be if you're trying to get to Atlanta and you have to land in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, City because of this fuck nut? Fucking buddy. <laughs> That's some episode. All right. We're going to go over to England, shall we? Yeah. 59-year-old Karina Smith. Oh, golly. I'll be honest with you, Vinny. Does this terrify you? This this one was a rough one for me. Yeah. And I read these stories and, and I try to, you know, crack wise a bit, but this one... This one got me. I wouldn't. Put, I didn't really enjoy reading this one. I don't think I'd put this in the free show. I don't think yeah, I would. This is rough because there is some like information in here that only you responsible uh, people behind the paywall should know. Yeah. Uh, and please, what I'm about to tell you, don't ever fucking do this. Correct. Ever. We sometimes we give advice on this show, and uh, it's always sage advice. Don't ever do what Vinny's about to tell you. This woman did. Okay. Karita Smith, on the day of the incident, returned home, filled a bucket from her garden with boiling water, and mixed it with three kilograms of sugar. Now, according to the article, mixing sugar and water makes it become thicker and stickier and sticks into the skin more efficiently. I did not know that. This was something that I learned today. It, as her 80-year-old husband lay asleep in bed, she poured the content over contents over his arms and torso and then left the property she went to a nearby house and banged on the front door until the occupant answered her neighbor contacted the police in an ambulance after hearing her say i've heard him really bad i think i've killed him short time later officers arrived at the address they found michael in excruciating pain and whimpering in bed with the skin on his right arm and hand peeling off hey that's fucked up 
The 80-year-old victim was taken to Winston Hospital in the early hours of Tuesday, July 14th of last year in serious condition. He received a treatment for his injuries, but despite best efforts of medical staff, he died a month later. On this past Tuesday, uh, Smith was found guilty, and uh, she was spending the rest of her life in prison. Thank fucking Christ. Also, the man before he went to bed had the sniffles, so he did label it COVID. Oh, Just good. so you know. Good, 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 good. It was a COVID death. Okay, good. I feel better about that. Dude, that's fucking terrifying to be woken up with boiling water that tears your skin off. Yeah, and it, to fucking know that you <laughs> put the sugar man. in there. 80-year-old man. How do you know to put the sugar in there? I've never heard this in my life. Check her Google. I have a feeling she was Googling some shit. How to fuck up an 80-year-old's day. <laughs> <laughs> sugar day, water. What do you know? Day killers for 80-year-olds. <laughs> fuck, man. That's brutal. Oh. Plus, the woman had no plan after that. She tries to murder the guy and then runs to the neighbor and says, I just fucking murdered my husband. Yeah. You think, he'll, t- you think he'll tell? <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep this on the DL, but uh, guess what I just did? You guys want to hear a secret? <laughs> All right. Christopher Gonzalez. This is a fun one. All right. Let's get uh, back to fun Let me stuff. ask you a question. You ever been on a road trip with uh, your lady and gotten into a fight? Sure. Of course. Yeah. Has it ever gone really, really south? It can get heated sometimes. It can get heated. You know, well, you spend a lot of time together. You're cooped up. Well, this gentleman, Christopher Gonzalez, has been charged with murder, a first-degree felony, an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And uh, according to an arrest affidavit, Midland County Sheriff's deputies responded to a medical call on March 28th where a woman had fallen from her husband's truck. Now, the woman who was eight months pregnant at the time was airlifted to Lubbock, where she was placed in the ICU. Now, according to the affidavit, what had happened was they got into a fight. Yeah. They were on the side of the road yelling at each other. Sure. And he gets back into the truck. Not good for the for the baby, by probably the way. Probably not. She was probably had to stop and pee again. Or, man, baby came. Yeah. So yeah. she gets out, and she's fucking doing whatever she's doing on the side of the road. He gets back in the truck. She goes to step up on, because this is Texas. I imagine it's a big truck. Look at me editorializing like Patrick Michael. She steps up on the bar to go, and he fucking floors it. Yeah. And she falls under the truck, and he runs over his eight-month-old, his eight, uh, his eight-month-old baby. Eight-month pregnant. Eight-month pregnant baby. Yes. And wife, whatever. The wife was eight months pregnant. Yep. And he drove over her with the truck. Yep. So I would say abortion, not murder, but whatever, you know. I believe his exact words were, an abortion would have been cheaper. I believe is what he said. <laughs> well, I think it's impressive that the truck was able to get over an eight-month pregnant woman. I wouldn't be surprised if they include that information in the commercials, you know, like when they talk about the torque. Horsepower. Yeah, horsepower, torque, the ability to drive over pregnant women. Yeah. But this is a fucking pretty sweet truck. Not only can you f- tow a 16-foot boat, you can roll over 17 eight-month pregnant women. <laughs> so uh, the baby didn't make it then, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> it most certainly did no, not. No, no, no. This thing was Ford tough. This sucker was... That's rough. Oh, shit. That's rough. All right. All right. Our last story of the day before I have to go be an adult. Oh, a Spanish you. waiter has been jailed for more than 15 years after killing his mom. And then he stored her parts in the fridge and ate them piece by piece with his dog. Alberto Sanchez Gomez, 28, was branded the cannibal killer of Ventus, the area of Madrid where he lived with his mother. He was found uh, guilty of strangling the 68-year-old before dismembering her body and eating parts of her remains following the trial in May. Detectives then found parts of her body uh, in plastic containers inside his fridge and in drawers around the family's house. 
So wait, his mom continued to feed him even after she was dead. She's like an Italian woman. She must be. It's impressive. Spanish. Well, they found her head, hands, and heart were on her bed. They found other parts of her in drawers all over the house. <laughs> drawers. And that parts of her. <laughs> and that other parts of her were in the fridge and Tupperware. What the fuck is going on hey, don't, here? Don't go in that room. My mom's in there. Oh, no. Don't go in that room either. My mom's in there. Oh, no. Don't go upstairs. My mom's up there. <laughs> so this fucking guy at trial, he told the police... Or he told them a trial that uh, voice he was hearing voices that they were those of his neighbors, acquaintances, and celebrities were telling him to kill his mother and eat them with the dog. Okay. Hey there. <laughs> hey there, Alberto. It's me, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I think you need to kill your mama today. Hey, this is uh, Jay Leno. Hey, hey uh, Alberto. What are you doing now? You want to, uh... <laughs> hey, Alberto. It's me, your pal Goofy. <laughs> Maybe we should eat your mother together. <laughs> so they didn't buy it, huh? No, no. Well, believe it or not, they did. He was really like, he really like cried in court. He broke down. He said, I'm very repentant. I suffer from anxiety. Do a, <laughs> yeah, do well. a fucking podcast, asshole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he says, I suffer from anxiety. The moment I wake up, I think of my mom and I'm absolutely heartbroken. He said, and so I guess that the lesson is it's always important to say you're sorry. Yeah. He got 15 years for this. That's it. For eating his mom? For killing and eating his mom? Yeah, 15 years. Huh. What is this, Canada? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was the other story that we did that was the one that I brought that was insane? Um, what's What country were they in? Czech Republic? And they and they they had the kids eating themselves and they were eating the kids. Yeah, yeah thirty they years. Got, they got nine years. Oh, nine years. That's they're right. Out of, they're out of prison now. Yeah. What's going on over there in Europe? Well, way worse shit than that, apparently. Jesus Christ. Well, that's the end of the scum parade, and I guess the end of this episode, Carl. That was fun, wasn't it? This really was way more fun than it deserved to be. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for tuning in. WAT peers, thanks for listening. Uh, you creep off supporters, thank you. Uh, yeah, check out if you if you're not a uh, subscriber on the Creep Offs Patreon, please go and check that out. We got a bunch of episodes up there now. We yep. do the Hall of Fame episodes. Yep. Now Kaya on for a Hall of Fame episode. Let's talk about that real quick because we have yep. our next nominee. Oh, good. Yes, for our next uh, Hall of Fame bonus episode, Pamper Chew will be going into the Hall of Fame. I'm not familiar with Pamper Chew. Oh boy, are you in for a treat? Oh, good. Yeah, he is a dumpster diving furry. <laughs> okay. Who may or may not be dead. There's lots of stories Interesting. on Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot there. Okay, cool. And uh this Saturday, Creepos, uh make sure you tune into the Patreon uh for the uh 15th birthday celebration. That's right. It might just be a fun scum stream. We might have some fun. I don't know that I'm gonna be able to make it to that. I was planning on it. Wee. But Germany's playing a game at noon. Wee. I know you're not upset about that. I'll call McBride. Call McBride. We're celebrating Vinny's birthday. This Saturday on Juneteenth. Oh, Carl is celebrating the Isotope's 20th birthday. That's right. 20th anniversary of the Isotopes. It's very weird that our birthdays are exactly six months apart. It is. I know. Yeah. Yin to the yang. Maybe that's what it is. It could be. Wish I had a June birthday. Fucking December sucks. Giving birth to you must have sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Having to carry you around for those six or seven years (laughs) till your feet got fixed had to suck. How long do you think it took for them to fix my feet? At least till junior high, I'd wager. <laughs> True or false, they had you in a wheelbarrow at the prom. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. All right. 
Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was on uh, the dick show. I, he just texted me out, out of the blue and was like, hey, we're going to talk about Patty's C-Cups. Want to call in? And so we were listening to that episode again where Patty's making fun of me for who knows what. Like having a Not cool breaking bike. breaking someone's skull. Having a cool bike or something like that. I go, Dick, there's so many things he could make fun of me for. Like my teeth are fucked up. And Dick was just like, oh, it's worse than that, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. You, all right. All right. That uh, was fun. Do you got an uh, outro theme for us? No. All right. I got nothing, but I will say this: uh, coming up on Monday's creep off, creepiest German. Oh, is that what we're doing? Have Why we not? done that one before? Nope, we haven't. Okay. No, nope. I figured if we did creepiest Italian last week, it's your turn. Okay, creepiest German it is. Sounds good. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Good, 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 good. I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye.